0: The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.
1: what's coming up on today's experience devotional diamonds of the day also known as ddd's where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections sound effects placed throughout the show which are just goofy and that's cool Also, the review of the Goofy News. See how they work together? Goofy and Goofy. We need to get a little bit of Pluto in there to help out right there. Anyway, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How much sooner? You better live your life as though he's coming back today, because he may, and he may individually for certain people. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to sit on our blessed assurance but perhaps we won't do that and we'll be active in the faith doing the things the lord sets before us humor that will force you to think why does this guy have a radio show and i'm going to answer that right now i have no idea also bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes your phone calls and more Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And for the most part, we just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process where you are trying to understand what the Lord is communicating, while at the same time recognizing you are supposed to trust the Lord, while at the same time wanting to use wisdom in your walk, while at the same time knowing that you have to have faith. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Perhaps you have a praise report. Yesterday we got uh, had the opportunity, Cordelia was able to share her praise report, and that blessed another listener who listened to it. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. A prayer request. Many prayer requests are answered. People are like, well, how do you know? How do you don't know? That's my answer. <laughs> also, if you want to just reach out and talk to somebody, you want to just have somebody hear what you have to say or what's on your heart. It's not a Kvetch Fest, but it's an opportunity to share with your brothers and sisters. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972 445 seven seven zero. When you call nine seven two, 4450770. It's kind of like opening a Cracker Jack box and you get the little prize inside because you'll be talking to Captain Chris and then you'll be. Do takes me away, to where I'm away. Did you ever get a cool prize in the Cracker Jack? Did you ever get something that's kind of cool? You know? I was always looking forward to the Cracker Jack. Yeah, that's a good point. I always liked those little wh- rings that had the little whistles on them. Whee! Anyway, uh, also you can text. That's right. That's the maturity level of this show. Just deal with it. Uh, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Don't call on that number. I can't answer that call, but I can receive your text live during the show. And as well, you can email david at he org. That's david at he org. Before we send you to the website, a couple of things to tell you. I just want to give you a quick update. Noelle is doing better And that's good. So it's getting back to normal in my house, which is still not normal, but more normal than normal might be. You know what I'm talking about. Don't forget the ambassador program. We encourage you to check that out as well. We have the app. No, we do not have the money yet for the Apple app. Yes, we are trying to work something out with iTunes to at least put the podcast on iTunes. We're doing our best. In in addition, if you can list your prayers or uh, prayer requests or praise reports on the website. And on the website is a place to invest. Now, when we're talking about invest, we're talking about investing in the kingdom. Why? Because if you give money here, we're going to use it to buy a jet plane and gold watches. Or we're just going to use it to pay the radio rent, which is kind of nice. And then maybe by the time we're said and done with everything, I can get almost minimum wage and enough gas to get down here since I drive an hour each way. That's pretty much how it goes. If you give, this is what you can expect. You're helping us further the ministry. And at the end of the year, you get a tax deductible receipt because we are a nonprofit corporation. Because apparently this Jewish guy is really bad at making a profit. Anyhow, go to this website and participate. He must increase. Org. Prayer request?
0: He must increase.org.
2: Praise report?
3: He must
2: Looking to give to this ministry?
3: He must
2: Confused by what's happening right now?
3: He must
2: increase.org. He must increase.org!
1: <laughs> into the water! That's awesome. <laughs> Chris is going to have multiple. Into the water you went. It was like a lake. Right? Is that like just jumping a like? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, that's, that's our level. Uh good job, by the way. Thank you for that. Here we go. We're gonna get what are we on Wednesday? Is this Wednesday? It is. All day. There's no cutoff point like in during the day. It's just Wednesday all day. Wow. Somebody ought to come up with something better than that. Here we go. We are in Psalm chapter 16, and you will love this. If I can get through even one or two verses in this, it'd be amazing. Psalm chapter 16, we're at verse 10. Listen to this. We can just stay on this one point for a long time. For you, this is David writing Psalm 16, kind of a hope of the faithfulness of God and the Messiah's victory. It's called the miktam. David is offering this before the Lord. Here we go. You will not leave my soul in Shoel. You will not leave my... Now, if you were Jewish and growing up, you really understood that word was shul, and shul is where we went to temples. (laughs) You'd really understand why that's funny. But you will not leave my soul in Shoel. So what is that? What is the Shoel? What is that? What does that mean? It's the abode of the dead. That's what it is. You're thinking, was that hell or is that like a status place? Nobody knows. It's just like the abode of the dead, kind of the realm that's beyond us. That's not the important point. The important point is what the author is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And you need to hear what David says. He's not talking about the Messiah yet. That's coming up. He ain't getting there yet. We're not there yet. We're Slow down. He says, you will not leave my soul in Shoel. You will not leave me in the abode of the dead, in the dominion of the dead. It's not just an expression of faith for a resurrection of forms. Of course, that's true. We'll get to that in a second. But it's even cooler if you catch it. You will not leave me in Shoel, the land of the dead. God will never leave us, get ready, in the dead zone. Oh, Bazinga, that's it, because God doesn't leave you and I in a situation, it's literal, but it's also situational, and God will never just leave you in the dead zone, now you're just stuck there, nothing happening, no life, nothing ever going to come of that, ridiculous, ridiculous, that's why you have to say, you know, oh my soul, praise the Lord, why are you downcast, oh my soul? You almost have to say that to yourself. It's like, what are you down about, man? Yeah, God. God is for you. He's with you. He's on your side. Your own soul. This is what David said. You know, why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. That's like you talking to the inside of you to tell the part of you that's all depressed, stop it. What are you so down for? It's like, well, Dave, I mean you see all the stuff that's going on? Uh huh. As though that's a surprise to God. With all the stuff in my life, it's not perfect. Uh huh. Welcome to humanity. Congratulations. If you didn't figure it out the day you were born, they smacked you. Okay, you should just figure out. Okay. Well, the rest of this journey is going to be interesting, right? But the most important part is that God doesn't just leave you. He doesn't just leave you in the zone, the dead zone. What's the one thing we know about dead zone? Nothing's happening. <laughs> Is the zone where, yes, I know they had the television show, The Dead Zone. It was all right. But here's the bottom line The bottom line is God's not going to leave you in the place of limbo. The guy's not going to leave you in the place of nada. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave your insides there. He's not going to leave your outsides there. He's not going to leave you there literally. He's not going to leave you there situationally. Too many of us are sitting there going, This is just, this just never ends. That's the addict. thats when you say you're in the dead zone. I'm in the—never de- ends. Yes, it does. Well, it doesn't seem like it. Well, feelings aren't always the truth of the situation, are they? So last week, because Noel was working so much, we had to do dinner on the fly maybe five times. One time she stopped at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's not that I dislike Taco Bell. I'm just saying, have several burritos and a Mountain Dew with churros and uh, some nachos. And guess what? You don't feel the love of God. There's no feeling of God's love at that moment. There's other feelings that Pepsi apparently does not cure. That's not the point. The point is it's not based on how you feel about it. It's based on what God says about it. If everything was based on your feelings, then the first time that you got sick— you should know that was the end of the world. <laughs> that's how you felt. The world is ending. you. Get it? The Lord does not leave people literally or situationally in the dead zone. And why that's important is you need to say it to yourself. I need to say it to myself. I felt that way a couple of times during my schooling process because the doctorate's been unbelievably long, okay? A couple of times I just looked up and said, "Really, this is unbelievable. It's so long, it never ends." Yes, it does. Why you sound so downcast, oh my soul, put your hope in God. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Your break don't go anywhere.
3: Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in Ministry and Leadership, as well as a Master's degree of Theological Studies and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks. A lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.
1: What is the purpose of human creation? God was bored and wanted a tinker toy set to play with. He wanted a Petri dish to look at so he can go. (laughs) Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As opposed to the mindset that says, well, this whole thing is the divine experiment. The Lord was bored. Impossible to be bored if you're not stuck by time, by the way. Oh, you you didn't think of that, right? Because he's not bound by time. The purpose of human creation ultimately is four words. Uh, Here we go. The purpose of creation for humanity. To fellowship with God.
3: The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on 770-KAAM. It's incredible,
4: and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience.
0: On
3: Christ the Son.
1: Back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here is your first trivia question. Number one question Who wrote the book of Proverbs according to its first verse? Who wrote the book of Proverbs according to its first verse? Verse. No, it is not a trick question. like, Well, according to its first verse, is there a trick question? No. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in at 214 210 8483, as well as you can send an email to David at he mustincrease.org. Okay. L had a great answer. I'll use his answer uh, when we answer it. It's a pretty good answer. Really pretty solid. Uh, again, uh, who, according to the first verse in the book of Proverbs, according to its first verse, who wrote the book of Proverbs? There you go. Just pretty straightforward. Nothing tricky. Nothing sneaky. Uh, if you think you know, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. So you give that number out, and people, can you say it slower? Nine. Uh, yes, I can say it slower. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. 972-445-0770, 214-210-8483. If you want to text David must Let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. So the question is, have you drawn closer to the Lord today? There you go. That's, that's it. You know, I mean... Had a nice, big, uh, long drive today. I decided to pray on the way down. Just so happened that there were three stalls on the way, so it gave me about a 50-minute drive. I did get a lot of time with the Lord. It was really good. Tried not to use the third tongue in the process. It was not bad. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, 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 ever be ashamed of what Jesus had to say, or he'll be ashamed of you before the Father. And then, A, always be ready... To serve. To serve, which is hard when you wake up and you make a to-do list, right? It is hard. to to You wake up and you have it to most people have some kind of to-do. I got to do this. Whether it's going to work or if you go to work, you have a to-do list or whatever it is or school, whatever it is. And you start to focus on that and you really want to get it done and get it accomplished. But... We can't just be thinking about us. We need to be thinking about others, but even more importantly, we need to be sensitive to what the Lord might be wanting to do in our life, using us and also speaking to us and communing with us. That is important as well. Okay? Got that, got that, got that, got that. All right, we'll go into the text. The trivia question is out there for y'all. Was it y'all? can't believe I just said y'all. That's so sad that I said y'all. I mean, I've been out here. It's almost uh, getting closer to the four-and-a-half-year mark, but y'all? Wow. Okay. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
0: Hi, David. This is Deborah.
1: Hi, Deborah. How are things?
0: Good. How are things with you?
1: They're great. You know what? I was able to... Get most – about 98% of my paper done finalized this morning. I only have a few more things to do, and that's always a relief because Mm -hmm. it only has 73 citations and 30 pages. And I'm just glad to be on the other side of it. (laughs) That's all I can say. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I was like – Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Pretty straightforward, not overly complex. Who wrote the book of Proverbs according to the first verse? Give me what you got. I think
0: it's Solomon. That
1: is correct, Amundo, the son of the king. Solomon is the answer. You are right. That is an excellent job, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. This is Solomon uh, had... And had his problems, especially towards the end of his life, he had problems. But he had some brilliant moments where the Lord flourished through him and gave us a great deal of insight to walk by with, to walk in the Lord with. So there's a lot of good that Solomon produced, even though at the end he kind of went squirrely. So good job.
0: All right. Well, thank you, and you you have a good day. All right.
1: Thank you. God bless. God bless. All right, so uh, there is the answer there. Let's get into the rest of the text. Solomon. There's a way to say that. Solomon. Okay. It almost sounds like a fish when you say it that way, though. Like, right? Salmon. Solomon. All right, here we go. The next verse, I want to get to this, and we're only going to probably get to... Ooh, I don't know how much of this will get. This is actually the same verse. Uh, So this is Psalm 16, verse 10 we just did. For you will not leave my soul in Shoel, which is the land of the dead. And God is not going to leave you literally or situationally in the dead zone. That's pretty important for you to understand. Even if you don't understand what the process is, a great way to view this is to understand Israel— Israel was in bondage. The Lord brought them out of bondage. But before they got into the promised land, where where were they for 40 years? In the wilderness. The wilderness may have seemed like a dead zone, but it wasn't. It was the next step to the next step. That's how you got to look at that. That this process. The Lord knows why all the timings happen. And of course, I have a really inexpensive but cool watch because my wife gave it to me for Christmas. So I'll just say it's cool. And the bottom line is, this watch is not God's watch. Okay, God has perfect timing. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your holy one. To see corruption. So the word corruption in the Hebrew, kind of a fascinating word. I will give you the three or the two main definitions of that word corruption. It means you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. Corruption means to be left underground. Or, here's where you really get, this is where it gets super cool. Corruption means decompose. Now, what happens when you put a body in the ground and it's there for, I don't know, 100 years in the ground? It decomposes. Right, there we go. okay got, got something, right yeah except the holy one the Messiah will not see corruption will not be in a deterioration will not decompose will not be underground and here you have in Psalm 16 a significant theological moment I'm not sure David knew the fullness of this in fact I would be willing to bet he didn't, but he talks about the reality that the Messiah will be somebody that is not bound by corruption, by disintegration, by degradation, by decomposition, by any kind of underground process. And in this messianic reference, Peter in Acts chapter 2 quotes this in connection with the prophetic word of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some people will say, well, the resurrection's not really in the Old Testament. Can't get any clearer than the Messiah will not decompose. He will not be underground. He will not see corruption. He will not be buried and stay in that capacity where he uh, has the, the, the dirt affecting him. And that's exactly what Peter quotes when he's talking to the children of Israel after the Holy Spirit comes upon him. It's the first significant connection of the new church, the new birth church, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, pointing specifically to the Old Testament. You just have to understand how, I don't want to say earth-shattering. Oh, yes, I do. Earth-shattering, that is. They're all like going, whoa, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we know that psalm, a very well-known psalm. oh, yeah, oh, the Holy One not seeing corruption, oh, it's resurrection, oh, and then they're all starting to get it, and things are starting to click, and it's just like when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, and you open up the Bible, and you read it, and you're like going, hey, this says something, hey, it's not just a book that collects dust, there's words in here. That's what happened to them when they heard that. Isn't that powerful? And that messianic reference is one of the greatest connections between the Old and the New Testament. See, the idea behind this is that the Old Testament, God was really mean. In the New Testament, God's really nice. Er, Wrong answer. That's not how it goes. In the Old Testament, man failed his part of the covenant. In the New Testament, God decides to take up both sides of the covenant because otherwise it's going to fail again. That's what happened. And the evidence of that goes all the way back to who? To Abraham, when God made a covenant with Abraham and also provided both sides of the covenant to be instituted. Circumcision was the sign of the covenant. It wasn't the uh, the fulfillment of the covenant per se. God had to do both sides. Then the law comes to say, listen, unless God is doing both sides, it's not going to work. Because every time you and I get involved in trying to fulfill something from or for god in our strength we end up having an ishmael nice job it's like oops probably should have waited on that one (laughs) no kidding because anytime we think we know what we're doing and we're smarter than god we move ahead of god and then create something that we wish we never created it's like wow So this passage is significant. I'm just I cannot stress the importance for you to understand that the reason, not just in Romans chapter five, verse four, where it says that things were written aforetime, were written for our encouragement, our strengthening, and the strengthening of our faith, but to see the connection of Jesus Christ throughout scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, the thirty-nine in the old, the twenty-seven in the new, it is the thread of red throughout the entire Bible. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. Here is one of the most significant tie ins to the Old Testament. From a theological point of view, you got to go, wow, because Jesus is always there. Isn't that cool? It's just like, wow, that's some serious, serious theological thinking. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere Can't stand the skill can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same so
3: I
2: This KWAM radio show with your very own David Spoon, is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on
1: KAAM. Is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders?
0: Well, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this: most leaders put themselves first, before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading. What's in it for me? Uh, I I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and and uh, in fact I'll I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala in fact I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala and when I'm when I'm with these leaders alone David alone I mean no no handlers no media nothing but just alone the question I ask them which is I think the true servant leadership question is will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there wow and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing.